Kristen, and you're listening to Podcast and Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host of two shows and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast, and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. So welcome back to Podcast and Amplify. I'm excited to be talking with Taylor Drew today. So Taylor Drew is a speaker a system specialist, and the CEO of Systems Guru. She's based in Atlanta, Georgia, where she leads her systems consultancy with the mission to equip service-based female entrepreneurs with confidence and the necessary tools to leverage systems that bring freedom and peace. And that just sounds so good as a (laughs) business owner. (laughs) She's uh, passionate about transforming mindsets of overwhelmed CEOs. I'm sure most of us can relate to that feeling and creating sustainable systems that provide luxury client experiences. And when she's not building out CRM tools or hosting masterclasses for clients, you can find her binge watching a juicy show with a tall glass of Prosecco. And so I have to ask you, what is the latest juicy reality show that you've binged? Okay, well, I'll I'll give you two. So one of them is not a reality show, but I just, I binge watched it in like a day and a half. It's called, um, oh my gosh, Stay Close, Stay Close. Okay. I think it's called Stay Close on Netflix. Everyone has like a British accent type of thing. So if you're not into that or if that like you can't. Oh, I'm totally into that. It is so <laughs> good. That's what I watched on Saturday. Oh, fine. Day. I'm yes. going to check that out. Mm-hmm. And then I think the latest reality show that I've been, I just started watching Ladies Who List Atlanta, a real estate show. And they have, like are showing these like luxury units. And it's, oh, wow. And of course the drama. A little drazzle dazzle with the yeah. drama. I'm here for it. I'm here yeah, for it. All. It has everything. <laughs> everything you would want in a reality show. Yeah. Um, do you find that I find that when I this is totally off, to, off topic, but when I watch British shows, I have to turn the subtitles on. Oh, well, listen, I'm subtitles queen. So I keep subtitles on regardless, just to make sure okay. that I know exactly what's going on and that I can multitask and listen to somebody, but still be like reading what's going on. I am so my friends hate. Um, <laughs> They're like, turn it on. off. <laughs> I was like with a friend for a while last year and I changed all the settings on her TV. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she hated me. She called me like Taylor. Um, can you, you need to fix this. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. I haven't done it f- with every show, but I can, I see the appeal. I mean, you know, if you just don't want to miss things, then Nothing. Just, I have to know everything that's yeah. going on. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about, um, yeah, getting these systems in place that will help entrepreneurs just have like the spacious feeling in their business. Like they know what's going on and things are running smoothly. Why is it important that we have like a really streamlined workflow? 
Yeah, there's there's so much importance in it. Um, I'll start with like from the CEO aspect. You know things are in place and that you don't have to always be overseeing it and, and actually in the weeds of it. You feel confident, you feel free, you feel like you are like you can actually live into your superpowers and your skills and what you're actually good at doing. A lot of us have like joined the entrepreneurial space to, you know, develop those skills and really just hone in on what we're great at. But we don't really consider all the nuances and all the ad administrative tasks that we have to do. So knowing that that's put in place, you can really just focus on your superpower. Now, in addition to that, when things are in place, um, you know that you can be consistent. So it adds consistency to your business and your client experience. It adds um, direction. So you know exactly what to do and when and there's no... Um, double back on things like, oh, did I forget this email? Or did I, you know, forget to send this follow-up to this person? Oh, did I, you know, all, all that second guessing, it, it's out the window when you have those things in place. And most importantly, it does allow you to have that opportunity to go in and change things when things aren't working. If you can see that big picture, if you have that big picture, you can see like, oh, you know what? That person, every time I send my clients through this, this routine, this workflow, they never complete this form when I need to complete it. Like I send it in the email, but they never end up completing it. It allows you to have that opportunity to see that. I'm like, okay, well, I need to change something. I need to add that form somewhere else so people can see it. Or do I need to add another follow-up email or a reminder email? It allows you that opportunity to change things and make sure that, you know, it's running the way that it needs to run. Yeah, I love that. And it feels like it really helps you clear out like that mental clutter because you're not mm -hmm. thinking about all these little elements that are hanging out there you know there's like a process in place and what should be happening like you can kind of see it like oh this this should be happening um and then speaking to your last point along the lines of like it seems like you can figure out what your gaps are in your process sooner when you actually have a process or you can figure out the gaps um that are kind of in your business in general exactly yeah um okay so then what are areas in your business that you recommend automating first oh okay so everything's important right but i think the most important thing um are your your inquiry phase and then your booking phase. So let me, I'll, I'll run through some things really quick. So there are five phases of a client process, okay? The first one is the inquiry phase. That's when people who are interested to work with you, they inquire and they, you know, move forward with whatever that is, whether that is an interest call or an application, but they want to work with you, okay? The booking phase is after that phase. And that's when you are trying to convert them into a paying client. So that is when you send over a contract or an invoice. So you're making that pitch. All right. So the next phase after that, after they, you know, pay you your money, that goes into the onboarding phase. So they are an official client and you're welcoming them, you know, with, with warm arms, you know, you're, you're, you are hyping them up like, hey, we are about to get started, all that good stuff. The next phase is the service phase. So this is, you know, you basically know what you're doing at this point, whether you are a branding coach or you're a web designer or whatever your, your, your niche is, right? That's when you get to perform what you're doing. So you're making sure that all goes, you know, and that's pretty much like the easiest one because 
everybody knows what they do, right? right. And last but not least is that onboarding phase when you are t- officially tying up that project and giving them the, the deliverables, you know, making sure they feel supported, still hyping them up and, you know, sending them on their way. So I would say out of those five phases, the most important phases to like, you know, get clear on automate first are your inquiry phase, your booking phase, because those two phases really, they directly affect your conversion rates. You can't get paid, right? Unless somebody knows exactly where to go to inquire about you. Oh, inquire about your your services. You can't uh, get paid, right? If you are using three different uh, business tools to book a client. So you're using one tool for your contract, one tool for your proposal, the other tool for the invoice. So you're not sending that invoice until like 24 hours later. And by that time, you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go with the other the other person. So I would say those two phases are the most important. And I won't even say automation yet, because before you get to automating, you have to really be clear on what that process is. That is like the biggest misconception. Like, oh yeah, I just want to automate everything and I want everything Mm. to run. You have to get clear on what that process is. Be okay with it. Be confident in it before you start automating because if not, everything's just going to break. Yeah, that's such a good point because you want to think about what do you want that initial experience to be um, for your potential clients with you? And like, you, you really need to think that through because- um, you want it to be smooth. You want it to feel like you or whatever experience like you're, you're dreaming up for them. Um, and so it makes sense to have that really buttoned up. And then obviously important because it affects your bottom line, your sales. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people do tend to think like, about automation first, right? Because that sounds easy. That sounds like, oh, just automate everything. Um, but it's it's not that simple. Um, it's not. You know, it sounds like it's not that simple. Yeah. It's the process. Another thing that's a misconception um, that people like, oh, I just, I'm overwhelmed. I have too much admin things to do. I have too much clients work to keep up with. So I'm just going to hire a virtual assistant and they will be. They yes. Will be- <laughs> let's talk about this. I'm curious. What's the misconception there? Oh, well, my friend, let me just say that I started systems guru as a virtual assistant. Okay. okay? I was a virtual assistant even for, um, a couple big companies too. So that's my background. So I know what needs to be in place and what that experience is. Now, a lot of um, entrepreneurs think that virtual assistants are mm, superheroes that can come into your business, learn your business, learn exactly how you do things, uh, run it the way that you want it to without really being onboarded or really being taught or really having the resources in order to effectively do their job. And then what that leads to a underwhelmed CEO (laughs) when they realize that, oh, so I have to actually teach this person how to run my business and what these things are and how I do things, but how can I do that? Because everything lives in my head. So (laughs) then the virtual assistant gets frustrated because they're like, I really want to do a good job. I really want to take care of my client, but I'm not really given what I needed in order to do a great job. So it probably won't last long, unfortunately. And I'll say that as both the virtual assistant, I've had to 
quotes, air quotes, fire a client. And then also even that <laughs> early last year, I hired on my first virtual assistant. And guess what? I did the same thing that I'm telling you not to do. I didn't have a strategy in place. I didn't have clear, you hear the words SOPs mm-hmm. all the time. Standard, Standard operating. operating. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I didn't have any of that. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought that I would be able to hop on a call, tell them exactly what to do, and they would do it. But it's not that easy before you hire that virtual assistant before you even start thinking about automating your business you really need to be clear on what your process is specifically what we're talking about today is your client process so you want to make sure that is tight 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 before you bring on other people okay that's really helpful to break down because i think a lot of people do see that VA as like the magic answer to all their problems. And it sounds like it's a much more involved process um, and can be frustrating if you don't have certain things in place. I want to talk a little bit about CRMs. You know, not, not everyone knows what a CRM is and I know you use them. And uh, so just tell us a little bit about that and and what that looks like um, in terms of helping that client process go smoothly. Hey friends, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to take just a few seconds to invite you to a free workshop that I created. It's called Launch a Binge-Worthy Podcast, and it's all about helping you to create a heartfelt podcast that reaches your soul listeners and grows your business. If you want access, just go to podcastandamplify.com. It's totally free. Okay, friend, back to the show. You know, we've been talking about client processes, right? So let's let's keep that hat on. It's just for your client management. So when people want to work with you and you are working one-on-one with them. So a CRM stands for Client Relationship Management Tool. Okay. And it really is the central hub for all things client management. So that includes um, hosting your meeting link. So when you want to meet with someone, you need to send them over a Zoom link. You know, they can click and book that time with you. And it includes invoicing. So you can make sure that you are invoicing that client the correct price and you, you know, just drop down, pick. Uh, the package that you want to send and sending it and includes managing all of your forms, your contracts, your questionnaires, your your feedback forms, your uh, subcontract agreements, all the things. So it helps that as well, as well as all of your email templates. So all of, well, if you have email templates, I hope you do, (laughs) but it houses all of those. And as well, so those are all of the like, um, the elements, right? But in addition to that, it tracks data. So it can track how many of each services you booked that month. It can track how many um, people or leads that you've talked to that have ghosted you or no-showed you. So it's really a hub for everything client management in one place. A lot of the CEOs, at least, you know, some, some of us when we're first getting started, You can hear everybody on Instagram, on Facebook, you know, telling you, use this business tool for this, use this other business tool for this, use Calendly for booking, use Wave for for invoicing, use, you know, all these different tools. But the thing about using all of these different tools is that there's no connection. 
There needs to be a connect. Everything needs to actually be in one place. If not, you're going to have 50 million tabs up <laughs> all of the time trying to, you know, piece together what's going on. So it's very helpful to have everything in one place. And that is your CRM. Okay. So it's like a hub and you don't have to worry about like these different apps or programs or services trying to speak to each other because they're mm-hmm. not really part of the same thing. It's just all one centralized place for everything. Um, and do you have a favorite CRM that you use? I sure do. It's called Dubsado. D-U-B-S-A-D-O. That is my ultimate favorite. Um, I do have a second favorite. It's called HoneyBook. I think HoneyBook is a little bit more, I don't know, popular, I guess. People speak about it a little bit more. Um, but those are my top two favorites. Uh, when it comes to CRMs, I definitely say do your research, you know, and also know what you, what your goals are. You know, right. people come to me like, oh, so, you know, you're talking about Dubsado and HoneyBook, which one should I use? I'm like, well, that depends. What do you want out of it? Is your goal to um, have things plug and play so you can easily customize things? Is your goal to um, make sure, like to really show your branding and your aesthetic? So really just being visually pleasing? Is your goal to completely automate everything? Like, What is your goal? Because depending on those goals, you know, either one will be best for you. Okay. Got mm-hmm. it. So do your research and it, you're the answer may be different based on what your ultimate outcome. Yeah. Oh, and I also, if you follow my Instagram page and we'll probably get to that later on, mm-hmm. I have a lot of content on there around the differences of HoneyBook and Dubsado, you know, what it means. Like if your goals is this, then this is the best one. Like my personal ratings of both of them. So if you're like, oh, you say research, I'm not trying to go on Google. That's just too much information for me. If, you know, you want some very like specific information, you can look at my Instagram page. Perfect. That's super helpful. Okay. So when you work with a client, can you walk us through like what that process looks like in terms of creating that like one one place to go to that consistency getting everything sort of buttoned up can you walk us through that absolutely um so the first thing that we do i'll just walk you through the whole process and then i'll walk you through what it looks like um client facing wise if that makes sense okay So when we first start, when I work with all my clients, we all start with a strategic intensive mapping session. So that's where we are sitting down and we are, you know, flushing out each of their client processes, all five phases, right, for each of their services. So they may have a 90-minute intensive that they provide. They may have a... um, a VIP day as another offer, and they may have a uh, retainer, a monthly retainer or something like that. And, you know, those three processes will be completely different because they are completely different offers. So we walk that, walk through it and break it down. And I'm talking about <laughs> when I tell you we are breaking it down. So I ask, I ask all of these probing questions like, okay, so what if somebody doesn't show up for this call, this interest call? What needs to happen? Do you, do you have like a no-show email that you need to send? What are you doing? Are you inviting them back on a call with you? Are you referring them out? What are you doing? So really just being clear on what is happening and when, okay? 
And then I pull out an implementation plan because it's so important that you have a plan before you even even look into these CRMs because <laughs> if not, you're going to get overwhelmed. So I pull out the plan and I create a checklist from that, that map that we created together. I'm creating a checklist that pulls out what are all the emails that we need to draft, what are all the forms that we need to draft, what questions do we need to ask in those forms, what are the meeting links that we need to set up? How long is each meeting? Do you have meetings on certain days? You know, do you only take interest calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays? So really get into the nitty gritty of everything. What are the pro project statuses that you want to include? That just means like what, where along their journey do you need to track? Do you need to track when they signed their contract? Do you need to track when they completed their onboarding form? Like, what do you need to track in order for you to feel like you um, are clear on where your client is in their process? Okay, so we flush out that checklist and then we start cranking out that checklist. I send over some questionnaires to really just get some insight on like, you know, send me your branding, send, send me the, the, the questions that you want to ask in your application form. So we're just collecting all of that first right and then i'll go in and input all of that into the crm okay so the most important thing you have to have everything already in your crm regardless of what it is before you start syncing them together you can't automate something that's not there mm. <laughs> that is a huge misconception that's what i'm saying before you even think about automating things you really have to be clear on that process and from that process be clear on what all of those those digital assets that you'll need for that that process to actually flow and right. then the last thing you do is actually sync them together and create those automated workflows okay that and makes sense in august but that's pretty much the process there and at what stage in an entrepreneur's, you know, business do you recommend that they start this or invest in getting help with this? Honestly, I work with people from brand new to season, very season. Um, and I mean, of course, there there will be a difference in how you operate and how you work and that approach. However, it's all the same, regardless of where you are in your business, it's so clear that you think through your client process. You know, people think through their branding a lot and their marketing and their sales and, oh, how am I going to show up and all these other things? What am I going to offer? Like, what are my deliverables and all of that? But you also need to remember that you have to think about your client process. What is the experience that you want to have what is the experience you want your clients to have? And even forward facing, what do you want your future team to have? And I think that, you know, the branding is kind of like the fun, creative part mm -hmm. and the coming up with the offer is like, you know, there's a lot of yourself that goes into these offers and the process though of what your client is going to go through is not always in people's sort of zone of genius right mm -hmm. and but it's so so important it's like should be up there like top three right it should <laughs> but it's not as cute it's not as it's fun. not as yeah <laughs> for you I'm sure it is fun right is. because this is your wheelhouse this is your zone of genius um and so I think that's why it's so great to have someone like you where it's like okay that's not my deal, but you're great at this. Help me make this part like seamless and, you know, a great experience for my clients. 
Exactly. So that's why I, I just I want to emphasize that it's for everyone. Like my my work with someone brand new will be, you know, creating a process from scratch. Okay. That works. They don't, at least they won't have to go back and change things. I all forgot this because they're working with me and I know all the little nuances, all the things we need to think about. Now, say that I'm working with a seasoned business owner, they will know what's going on. However, the thing is, is it's probably living all in their head. So we have to kind of take out what they're thinking, how they've been operating all of these years and pull it out. So it's in a bird's eye view. And then we can see like, all right, well, I know you've been doing this, but have you thought about this? Have you thought about consolidating these two steps to make your clients click less buttons, you know? So that's what I'm saying. Like, if there's a wide spectrum of who needs to think about this, I think regardless, it's some, it's the perfect time of year, top of the year, where you can sit back, see how last year went, flush out, you know, even if you're just using sticky notes, you flush out the different stages in your different steps in your business so you can just see what's going on and then just see the opportunity that lies there. Yeah, that's a great tip. I love like the post-it idea. Just, that way you can just visualize, you know, it's something easy you can throw up on a wall and it'll get you thinking about, yeah, what really is that process and and how is that working? How is that going to work for my my clients? So I, I think one of the words that you included in your bio was sustainable systems mm-hmm. and that word sustainability, I think I kind of read it and glossed over it. But now after talking to you, I'm like, yes, like this is the kind of thing that makes your business sustainable, right? Because you're not giving up your energy to things that really don't need your energy. Actually, it's like, oh, you get the system, boom. Okay, you don't you don't need to spend time on that. It's kind of like the front end part, right? And then I'm sure there's some a little bit of like nurturing as your business evolves, but it seems like it's it's like let's just do this on the front end, get this set up and then you'll be you'll be good to go. Exactly. It's like getting an oil change every so often. You know, you know you need that maintenance, right? But as long as you have it together at first, then everything else will be easy. And I I do like to use those words like sustainability, freedom, those because it's so important for us as entrepreneurs. It's we get we go into these cycles of burnout, right? You know, maybe we just got off a vacation or a nice like restful weekend and we get back into the work of things and we quickly get, you know, overwhelmed with not even just our client work and, and posting on Instagram, right? But there's all these those those small admin tasks like responding to emails. Let's see what this client is doing. Let me see if they finished their questionnaire so I can send out the next one. Let me check on this other client. Let me check on this lead. Did they pay their invoices? All those things that you probably shouldn't be thinking about. Your energy should be put somewhere else. You want to make sure that you you have these things in place so you don't have to think about it. If I can tell you how easier <laughs> my weeks are because I don't have to worry about um, my second questionnaire going out after they complete the first questionnaire, I have automation set up. So it's literally as soon as client completes questionnaire number one, send out questionnaire number two. As soon as client sends out, I have reminders in there. It's just, I don't have to be glued to my phone or my email anymore. And it's so freeing. I'm able to, you know, come up with a new offer or record fun videos or just things that I would much rather put my time into. 
yeah and you know those little things like they add mm-hmm. up right and then they become like this huge time suck and you're like wait I wanted this life as a free entrepreneur yet I'm <laughs> putting it all towards these things that aren't really like filling me up um so all the things that you shared today have been really helpful for, at least for me, it's helped me like sort of conceptualize, like what is the process? How can it be easier and more freeing and sustainable? Um, I would love if you could let people know how they can find out more about you. Oh, absolutely. So I'm an Instagram queen. You can find me on Instagram at the systems guru, T H E. S-Y-S-T-E-M-S-G-U-R-U. Um, I know you're probably looking at me like, what? She doing all that. I have to figure out how to spell it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my main platform. However, I am on Facebook and I am on Twitter with that same handle. If you go on my Instagram and click the link in my bio, you'll see that I have a freebie in there. And I think that'll be helpful for everyone that's listening. Um, I call it my free dream client process guide or workbook. I forgot what I called it, but it's 18 pages and it goes over exactly what we talked about today. So it walks you through each and every phase of your client process. It asks you probing probing questions, gives you ideas. Um, So when you get out your your, your post-it notes and you're starting to flush out your process, make sure that you just download that just so you can have it on the side and, and ask the questions that you're probably not thinking about. Yeah, I love that. I think that will be super valuable. And we'll link to that in the show notes as well. That way, people can just click it and grab it and have that really valuable resource. Um, So Taylor, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all of your really like inside information and knowledge about creating (laughs) this like systems that make our lives so much easier as entrepreneurs. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. If you love today's episode, please subscribe so you don't miss a show. And rating and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help support us. Always remember your voice and what you have to offer is needed in the world. Until next week, take care.